eco-friendly living. For a lot of people out there, it can seem like a daunting task, one with so many options and paths that you end up feeling overwhelmed and confused instead of inspired and ready to take action. It's hard enough living life today without adding another thing to your plate. That's why I'm here to help. I'm here to pull you out of the societal norms of materialism and overconsumption so that you can live a happier, simpler, more eco-friendly life by making small changes in your habits, mindset, and home. This is Kayla Rogers, and you're listening to the Unrooted Mama Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for coming back to another episode of the Unrooted Mama Podcast. I am super excited because today I have a conversation with a special friend named Valerie Moses. She runs Wellness and Wanderlust blog and podcast, and she is just absolutely amazing. So today we have a conversation that is about wellness, both mental and physical wellness, and then a little bit of travel sprinkled in there as well. There's just a lot of good stuff, a lot of stuff about staying mentally well during this pandemic and just staying mentally well in general and some like general wellness tips, things like that. So I hope you guys enjoy. Hi, Valerie. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Unrooted Mama podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. So can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So my name is Valerie Moses. I am a community relations professional by day. I am a lifestyle wellness and travel blogger and podcaster by night and by weekend and really when I'm not working. (laughs) And um, yeah, I'm I'm based in Central Florida, just a little north of the theme parks. So I really love getting to share like the little hidden gems around Central Florida that people might not know about outside of Disney and just going going on different adventures around here. That's amazing. That's so much fun. I feel like there's so much to do in that area. So it's awesome that you kind of help people navigate and find the little gems. That's amazing. Thank you. I have so much fun with it. I'm from South Florida and getting to know a different area because I went up here for, um, for college. Mm-hmm. It has really been fun getting to play tourist and mm-hmm. kind of finding these places where friends who have lived here their whole lives are like, wow, I didn't even know that was here. And mm-hmm. getting to share that with people as well has been so much fun. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So when did you decide to start the Wellness and Wanderlust like, blog and podcast? That is a great question. I actually started out blogging when I was in college. It was my freshman year. It started out with a different name. It was called So It Must Be True. There was really no rhyme or reason for the name. (laughs) Um, But it was really just my place to really talk about anything and everything that I was thinking about. I had a really easy transition to college compared to how high school was. Mm -hmm. And I found myself giving a lot of college advice. And those were the main topics I really got into. Mm -hmm. I started to dabble a little bit with wellness um, after graduation from college. But um, it really wasn't until graduate school that my focus really changed. I was getting my MBA and I was working full time. And you're a mom, you know how busy life can get when you're juggling all all of the things. And um, I have autoimmune disease as well. And when I started graduate school, I saw my health just kind of rapidly deteriorating. Uh, My anxiety was at an all-time high. I was about 20 pounds heavier and I'm five foot two. So that is a huge Mm -hmm. difference for me. 
and, you know, not making the time for exercise and healthy living. And so what I was finding when I was looking for, you know, tips to live a healthier life, a lot of the wellness blogs out there just really were not representative of me. Mm -hmm. You know, you would go to India for a part, you know, for a panchakarma for like, (laughs) you know, a month. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it was really not built for somebody that worked a nine to five and that had, you know, evening obligations. My, my job required a lot of events prior to the pandemic. And I really needed to find something that was a lot more accessible for someone like me who maybe couldn't make all of these changes at once, Mm -hmm. but, you know, could, could stand to make those small shifts over time. Um, and then the wanderlust piece, because I was still discovering all of those hidden gems around central Florida and then traveling as well. I started to make more of a priority of that. Um, you know, a couple of years after graduation as well. And so getting to share those two pieces were really the biggest parts of my life. And then the podcast came about in September of 2020. Um, I've been wanting to podcast forever. I feel like, as you know, it's a really great way to be connecting with your listeners and your followers in a different way. Mm -hmm. And I finally, you know, I thought, if I don't do it during this pandemic, when am I going to do it? And (laughs) That's where Wellness and Waterless, the podcast, came. That's amazing. All that is so awesome. But yeah, definitely. I know what you mean about the whole (laughs) pandemic and the podcast. It definitely Mm -hmm. gives you something to do other than, you know, binge Netflix and stuff. So that's that's amazing. I love, like, hearing about the shift and how it has kind of, like, evolved as you have, like, grown through college and, you know, graduate school. That's awesome. Thank you. So I know that you focus a lot on both wellness and travel, but in terms of wellness, what do you personally think are some of the most important factors when it comes to wellness? Um, I think realizing that wellness doesn't look the same for all of us and it's really not one size fits all. Um, I always thought about wellness in terms of how I looked Mm -hmm. and what food am I putting into my body and how much am I exercising? But I never really thought about how much it was about feeding your mind and, you know, that spiritual component as well. And so um, even as far as, you know, starting the podcasts, a lot of my guests have gotten me into meditation and mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, focusing on our self-care and our mental health and realizing that that is just as important as what we're feeding ourselves And, you know, knowing that you're not a before and after story, I think that we're healthier at different points in our lives. We're going through different things. And, you know, I know for me personally, everything is ongoing, my autoimmune stuff. I'm still working with doctors to figure out what is, you know, what is best for me and what was best for me a year ago may not be best for me now. And um, I think ultimately really approaching wellness from a place of love rather than, you know, restriction and hating your body or hating yourself, but really focusing on loving yourself. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's amazing. I love that, that you said that because I feel like for me growing up, that's exactly what it was. Wellness was like, okay, you can't eat this. You have to eat certain foods. You have to exercise. And especially like in college, looking back, I was, I was like so tiny. I was like, like 120 pounds or something, but I was still telling myself like, oh, I have to go to the gym like every day or else I'm just going to gain all this weight, even though I was literally walking miles every day to go to my classes. But I feel like it's really just instilled in our culture that 
wellness isn't at all about like the mental standpoint or how you feel on the inside. It's just about how you look. And if like how you look doesn't, you know, meet up with society's expectations of like, you know, healthy or well, then, you know, nothing else really matters. So I love that you say that because I definitely think that maybe a lot of people don't even try to focus on wellness and all of those other factors because of those blinders that are put up with, you know, trying that, you know, society tells us that wellness is all about what you look like. So that's amazing. Thank you. And I, I agree, you know, it's really, really hard with society the way it is. And, you know, we're still, you know, told that we need to look a certain way. And for me personally, as someone who focuses on, you know, on wellness quite a bit in my content, I mean, I certainly fall into the trap as well. I have my days where, you know, I definitely have fallen into some of the unhealthy, you know, mind mindset, but I think, you know, also giving ourselves the grace and kind of knowing that, you know, things are going to get better. We don't have to be a hundred percent on all of the time. You know, maybe you're doing really great with food one day and exercise, you just don't have time for it. But, mm-hmm. you know, with whatever you have going on that right now, the most important thing for you is getting in, you know, really adding in a lot of vegetables and really, mm-hmm. you know, cutting out the processed foods. There might be other times where just getting a walk in the morning and, mm-hmm. you know, waking up with the sunrise, you know, some mm-hmm. of that can be just as impactful. Um, meditation in the morning, even five minutes. Mm-hmm. So I think listening to what our bodies need, but it can be really hard because I think we, you know, we can easily fall into society's traps. Um, but I do think that, um, I think that shifting our mindset a little bit and approaching it from, you know, a loving place can make Mm -hmm. such a huge difference, even when we are having kind of those difficult times. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I love that so much. So in terms of like the internal wellness, at least for you, what has been like your favorite way to make sure that you stay mentally well? You know, it sounds so silly, but I think breathing, I think we don't. (laughs) And I'm definitely someone I can get long winded. I can get a little out of breath just thinking about (laughs) all of the things on my list for the day. And Mm -hmm. um, I think breath work can be really impactful. And so something that I've learned over time is, you know, when we're exhaling longer than we're inhaling, you're slowing down that fight or flight response. You're, you know, naturally slowing down your body and your vitals a little bit and just making it easier for your mind to kind of follow. And so there's a type of breathing I really like to do. Um, I've done this when I've had a stressful situation at work. And I've also done this when I've gotten claustrophobic on Black Friday. Um, And um, so it's called four, five, six breathing. And you can really do a variation of this, but these are the numbers I kind of will follow. Breathe in for four seconds, you hold for five and exhale for six. Mm -hmm. And I think even just focusing on that breathing, you know, that can make such a difference. Even doing it for only a few, a couple of minutes tops, you are slowing down your response a little bit and you're able to, I think, think more clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing I really like, especially for, you know, people who are really busy, mm-hmm. um, I was always really overwhelmed by the idea of meditation. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought you need to be sitting exactly upright. You need to stay awake the whole time. Um, <laughs> but for, you know, these ridiculous long amounts of time, I'm like, I don't have the time in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I downloaded insight timer. Um, but sometimes I'll even just put on, you know, some ambient music mm-hmm. and focus on my breathing. Um, insight timer is really fantastic because it has, um, guided meditations you can do on a bunch of different topics. You can kind of choose the length. And so my favorites, I do a five minute self-compassion one sometimes in the mornings and just to kind of, you know, remind myself to be compassionate and to have Mm -hmm. those thoughts to really kind of guide my day. Um, they also have a really good one for completing the day and kind of, you know, ending the day on a better note. They have some for gratitude. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think mindset makes a huge difference. And I think just taking that time and even doing these five minute meditations when I don't do them, I'm a lot more easy, you know, I'm quicker to get angry or stressed out in a situation. And when I just take the time to sit and like reflect on what I was meditating on earlier, mm-hmm. I have an easier time dealing with the setbacks of the day. Cause we're always going to have those, but it's kind of just how you respond. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I love that. And I feel like a lot of people just take breath for granted. I know that I used to, it's not really something that I literally ever thought about, but then especially, um, you know, for moms or for anybody that has like any kind of stress on them during the day, when you actually do focus on breathing and deep breathing, or, you know, taking literally one or two minutes to like do a quick meditation, even if you're super busy, it's crazy how much of a difference it makes. So true. Yeah. So for, I know, I don't think you are a mom personally, but for people that are mothers or at least are like really busy and just stressed at home all day, do you have anything, I guess, besides breathing and meditation, those are probably, I guess, the two biggest ones, but is there anything else that you would tell them in terms of wellness, maybe more on the, the like nutritional standpoint? I know that that's not something, that's something that a lot of people also take for granted if they're feeling like stressed and not good. It's something that a lot of people don't think about. So do you have any like tips for that? Yeah, I think one of the things that I really recommend, unless you have maybe a sensitivity or an allergy that you're worried about, I think taking an additive approach when it comes to nutrition. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of times when we're stressed out, we do go for the junk food and maybe it's not the time to be cutting that out if you really can't handle that right now. Mm -hmm. But one thing that you can do is just, you know, make a goal of, you know, I'm going to color my plate as much as I can with as many vegetables as I can and trying to add the, you know, some of those healthy things Mm -hmm. to your plate rather than taking them away. And I think a lot of times when you're filling yourself up with the things that you want, it's going to be a lot easier than to, you know, take a step back and like, well, I don't really need this bag of chips right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the pandemic, something I've had to really, you know, think about is um, not necessarily binging, but, um, you know, kind of the mindless eating and the stress eating. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I can relate. Because <laughs> it's, it's a self-numbing technique and I, um, there are a lot of ways that we self numb. And one of the ways that I usually do would be to completely fill up my calendar. And that's not something that's possible. And so something that I've really been trying to do during the pandemic, when I am just stressed out and, you know, wanting to, you know, I've had several times where I was just like, I want to order an entire pizza and it's like 10 AM and, you know, (laughs) 
taking a step back, going into my room or going into another space, just mm-hmm. sitting there, letting myself cry it out if I need to, or let myself kind of process the emotion and feel the emotion. And I think that's something that I think, especially as women, we don't like to let ourselves do. We want to take care of everyone else and we want to either find a solution to it or move past it and really just get the things done on our list that we need to. But sometimes, you know, when I've sat there for five minutes and just cried or gotten mad or what have you, I usually feel a lot better after the five minutes are up and I'm able to go back to what I'm doing and kind of move on from there. And so I think, you know, sometimes letting ourselves feel the thing before trying to self numb, especially I think with food, cause that is so difficult. And then again, that additive approach I think is so great. Mm-hmm. And then where you can with, you know, with exercise, um, you know, make it work for you, do something you really love. Um, that you're going to enjoy. And so sometimes when I don't have the energy, it is just, you know, walk around the neighborhood when the weather is nice. And that can make such a huge difference for my mindset, kind of reset me in the middle of, especially working from home, Mm -hmm. reset you in the middle of the work day. Yes. I love that so much. And I, I, for some reason, I always took walks for granted, but at the very beginning of this pandemic, when my husband had even a few weeks off, like the army was like, everybody stay home. And we were like, what? We really did not know what to do. And we started getting so bored, but then we started taking nightly walks with the kids around our neighborhood. And it was like, why don't we do this every single day? Like every time that we walked, it felt so good. And all of us were in amazing moods and we felt better the next day. And yeah, I think that's amazing. Just doing what you can, even if it's, you know, something as small as like a walk or, for me, like 10 minute yoga video with the kids, yes. it's like cosmic kids yoga. That's fine. Just like stretch. But yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I love the, sometimes just those short workout videos. Mm-hmm. Yes. Even just down to, I live in an apartment complex mm-hmm. and our mailboxes are on the outside of the complex. Mm-hmm. I'll walk the long way around to go get my mail. And so mm-hmm. a two minute walk becomes a 10 minute walk. And then that's smart. Yeah. It doesn't take too much out of my day. I'm re- able mm-hmm. to go right back to what I was doing before, but just get a little bit of extra movement in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I do, I feel like I concentrate a lot better on what I'm doing. And, um, I think YouTube videos are yeah. huge too. There's, there's yeah. something out there for free for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I used to do like a 20, 30 minute yoga video every day or like hit workout or butt workout or something. And now with the kids, they go crazy for like the kids yoga videos. So even if I'm like, okay, I can't get in a workout video. Let me at least do this. Like crazy kids pirate adventure yoga and like all of us are so much happier and yeah it's awesome youtube is like crazy you can literally find any type of exercise and it's amazing yes Mm -hmm. that's awesome so i guess we've talked a lot about wellness in the episode so let's shift gears a little bit to the wanderlust portion of what you're all about so let's talk about travel tell us initially like what got you into traveling or when in your life did you start wanting like getting that travel bug and wanting to kind of branch out and explore first of all I really miss travel yeah Um, (laughs) this is getting me a little optimistic again about hopefully traveling again soon Mm -hmm. um I love travel and um I'm actually the daughter of an airline pilot and Mm -hmm. so I've seen travel my whole life Mm -hmm. um so I've always had a curiosity for it. My, mm-hmm. you know, seeing all the amazing places that my dad would go. Mm-hmm. Um, we went on trips with him when I was really young. And then 
um, he changed the base that he was, um, he changed the airport that he was based out of when I was in middle school. And so he no longer was like, you know, driving to work an hour away. It was now having to fly out to New Jersey. And so going on his trips was a little bit harder at that point because there was more of a commute to kind of plan for. And so um, then it came from like school trips and things like that. And I think what really happened was, especially after college. Now I did study abroad for a short time in college. I did a, um, I did a short term study abroad program for um, the hospitality school at my, at my college that um, it was really cool. We, um, and I think that was the first time I got to take a trip where I had some control over the itinerary and I found, mm-hmm. I love planning itineraries. I yeah. love to research a place. <laughs> I love finding weird tours that you wouldn't think of mm-hmm. and just getting to explore. And I will add time for spontaneity, but that's usually planned into the itinerary somewhere. Yeah. Um, just to really kind of make the most of a new city. And so going on that study abroad trip, it was London, Paris, and Rome and getting to know, it was so cool. And I, my only regret I think was honestly not doing it for longer, not doing maybe a full semester or a year or six Mm -hmm. months. Um, because after college, it is so much harder to do something like that, um, for a long period of time. And then after graduation, my, my, travels really kind of declined a little bit because mm-hmm. you start working and it could be yeah. hard to kind of juggle and using my vacation time like only to visit family and as my friends started to move to different parts of the country you know the travel kind of came back up again and what I've really been passionate about is being able to always find something fun to do wherever I go whether it's a really cool city that everybody's excited to go to that's on all the top lists or my friend that moved to Omaha, Nebraska. I found some, I had the best time in Omaha and I never would have picked that out. And so being able to share those adventures and the things, you know, especially making it more accessible for people who, you know, we can't afford to take off of work for a month and go explore this, but this is what you can do over a long weekend or, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. a week in another, in another place. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so cool. So out of all the places that you have been, what's your favorite place that you've traveled to so far? Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) So in the United States, I would say um, I'm kind of tied. I do a mother daughter trip every year. And um, unfortunately 2020 was not the year for that. But Mm -hmm. um, one of our mother daughter trips was to Savannah, Georgia. And Mm -hmm only a four hour drive for me, but it is such a cool city. There's so much art. Everybody had dogs that they were walking around, which made me very happy. Um, I love a nice hot cup of tea and just walking around this very well-planned city that was really easy to navigate. I love historic houses Mm -hmm. and doing a ghost tour and you know, getting to do all of that was really, really cool. And just the memory of being there with my mom, mm-hmm. um, and the new Orleans as well. I, um, and we went for a mother daughter trip. We actually stayed very close to bourbon street, but oh we did not actually go out on bourbon street partly because <laughs> it was, it was like 20 degrees out. It oh was a unseasonably cold mm-hmm. winter there. Cause they, they were not ready for that weather either but mm-hmm. um it was carnival season but it was before Mardi Gras so you had all of the exciting stuff out there and you know all of like the you know just the 
great feeling of the city at that time, but it wasn't crowded yet for actual Mardi Gras. So we got to enjoy like all the festivities without, you know, being in the crowd and all of that. So Mm -hmm. that was just a really cool city, great food, um, beautiful sites. Um, And then internationally, Again, I'm kind of between two. Um, (laughs) Victoria in in Canada, I thought was absolutely beautiful. I spent only about, it was a half a day. We took a a, um, boat from Seattle when I was there. And um, I just felt so at home there. And I felt like it was a place I just needed to be. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely wanted to plan like a dedicated trip there rather than just like, you know, a boat trip for the day. And then um, Israel, I loved Israel. Mm -hmm. Um, Such a cool, such a cool country. So many amazing places. It really feels honestly like like Tel Aviv feels like an American city in a lot of ways, but then you go over to Jerusalem and suddenly you see all of, you know, the old city and it really is amazing. And I love falafel. And, um, <laughs> it just, um, so I really, I really loved Israel and going through the entire country, the climate and everything was so different getting to be in the North of Israel and, um, staying on a kibbutz, one of the, um, it was like a commune out there. Mm-hmm. We got to stay there. It was very hilly. It was really, it was just really cool for hiking and all of that. And then traveling all the way down to the desert, staying in a Bedouin tent for the night, um, having the three cups of tea in the tent with people that lived there riding the camels. And mm-hmm. so that was such a unique experience and so yeah. cool to get to, to see that. So I, I'm dying to go back to all of these places. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing oh my gosh I feel like with every place I was like oh my god I don't think I've been to literally any of the places that you listed off even though I'm you know I feel like I have been everywhere but then when you're like this place is awesome this place is I'm just like writing all of them on my list of places I want to travel now we gotta compare notes because I know that you have some amazing places on yours oh my gosh yes I'm so down to compare notes whenever (laughs) that's so cool I want to go to New Orleans so bad and I feel like maybe now I live the closest that I ever have to it but the only time I've ever seen is in like a Nancy Drew game and even then I was like "Ooh, okay I need to go get some like real gumbo (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) get get the beignets go to Cafe (gasps) Dumont oh my god Um, we went at a really weird time in the morning and there was no line Mm -hmm. and then as soon as we were leaving it was out the door um but you get your beignets, you know, your order before you sit down because they will never come back to your table. Yeah. And um, everyone does the cafe con leche with it. I actually did hot chocolate and yeah. and, and do not wear dark colors because you will be covered <laughs> in powdered sugar. <laughs> Oh no. Oh my gosh. Yes. That sounds absolutely amazing though. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. It, yeah. Um, yeah, now I really want a beignet, and I'm gluten-free <laughs> now, so that's bad. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, that sounds apt. I feel like every place that I've been, the one thing that I remember the most is the food. Yes. And then, like, it sucks because, you you know, you always are like, oh, well, I want to go back to Japan. But I never think, like, oh, I want to go back to Japan, and I'm just like, I want to go eat Japanese ramen, <laughs> like, yes. right now, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. So thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Can you tell my listeners where they can find you at, where they can connect with you on social media and where they can just hear more about you and hear more of your content? 
Absolutely. So my website is wellnessandwanderlust.net. I share little travel guides to some of the cities and places that I've mentioned mm-hmm. here, and as well as a lot of local travel to Central Florida. Mm-hmm. Many of you are planning on making a trip to Disney and give you a little bit of, you know, what's in the surrounding areas and some of the fun things to to do around here. Um, in addition to that, a lot of wellness tips and my podcast recently launched in September and you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, um, pretty much anywhere that you find your podcast. Um, come check out Wellness and Wanderlust. And then on social media, you can find me at Wellness and Wanderlust on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram is probably where I'm the most responsive and where you'll see the most updated content. And I would love to connect with you. Feel free to shoot me a DM. And then um, Valerie at wellnessandwanderlust.net. Nice. But really any of those. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much. And thank you so much again for joining. I feel like talking about travel and literally everything wellness has been so much fun. Just thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for coming and spending time with me today and for tuning into this special conversation with Valerie Moses. I, at least for me, it really helped me just hear what she had to say about wellness and self-care, especially during this pandemic. I just feel like it's such an important thing to talk about. So I hope that you guys enjoyed it just as much as I did. And thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time.